Insurance professionals work hard every day to keep people safe. But as technology transforms the industry, how can insurers protect not only their clients, but also shield themselves from ever-changing cyber risks? My name is Elizabeth Blossfield, and I'm the host of the Insuring Cyber Podcast, a bi-monthly look into how the world of cyber and the business of insurance are connected. Since the insurance industry added tech to the end of its name, giving birth to a new industry called InsurTech, this was around 2010, according to the Insurance Information Institute. The question has been raised about whether InsurTechs are disrupting or partnering with the industry. At Carrier Management's May InsurTech Summit, Rachel Jenkins, Managing Director at Foundershield, and Rebecca Bull, Head of Industry Engagement at CyberCube, discussed this question in depth. You can watch their discussion and the rest of the summit on demand at cm.theinsuretechsummit.com. However, on this episode of the Insuring Cyber Podcast, Rob Schimmick, CEO of Boltech, and Rick McCatherin, CEO of Hippo, both say the disruption of the insurance industry was never the goal when it comes to InsurTech. In fact, Rick says he's always been offended by the term disruptor when describing what InsurTechs do. Both CEOs were speaking at the annual InsurTech Insights Conference held the first week of June at the Jacob Javits Convention Center in Manhattan. I posed this question to both of them when they took time to sit down with me. And they said that they see InsurTechs as partners and enablers to help modernize the insurance industry. They also spoke with me about their thoughts on the industry as a whole and where it might be headed. First, Rob sat down with me to explain what he sees as the InsurTech industry's role right now and the biggest challenges he's watching in the space. He said focus and discipline will be key in navigating a tricky funding environment. He also discussed Boltech's own Series B funding round, announced in May, in which it raised $196 million. Boltec said the proceeds will further fuel its growth, including proprietary technology investments, digital capabilities for business partners and end consumers, and talent across the insurtech's markets. Rob leads the Boltec team across its operations globally, overseeing growth and partnership opportunities. With 30 years of international leadership experience within the insurance industry, his previous roles include as managing director and group chief operating officer for FWD Group and president and CEO of AIG's commercial insurance businesses worldwide. Check out our conversation. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Rob Schimmick, CEO of Boltec. Hi, Rob. How are you? I'm wonderful, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk sort of uh, previously about InsurTech disrupting the insurance industry, but now it seems that conversation has sort of shifted to InsurTech partnering with insurers. So I was curious um, what role you see InsurTech playing in insurance, whether it's a disruptor or a partner or sort of a little bit of both. We love that you raised this question because we've never viewed ourselves as a disruptor. When we talk about um, Boltec, we talk about ourselves as an enabler, which is the same as saying we want to be an ecosystem partner. And in its very simplest form, the way I think about it is, if everything we do is disrupting, then you're a threat to everyone around you. And it's not the best way to run a business to have everyone view, view you as a competitor or as a threat. Instead, a far better way to run the business is to have everyone view you as a potential partner, a potential enabler to their success. Yeah, I love that, an enabler. That's a yeah. great word, too, for InsurTech. 
Awesome. Well, I know we're at InsurTech Insights in New York right now, and you're speaking on a panel about leading in tumultuous times. I know there are sort of a lot of challenges facing the industry right now. So what's your advice for InsurTechs for innovating and sort of differentiating themselves in this climate? Well, I, I believe in any environment, one thing you really have to do is you have to have very much discipline. You have to be disciplined with respect to focus on what it is that you're trying to achieve in the first place. So, for example, you can't be out there trying to do everything for everyone. What problem are you really trying to solve? And make sure you stick to the problem that you're trying to solve. And while you do that, maintain financial discipline. Now, I'm, a, I'm an accountant by heart, and so financial discipline is near and dear to my heart. And I think maybe the industry got away from some of that in more recent times. But it's nice to see it come back. Financial discipline and just focus. Just focus, focus, focus. Um, those two things, I think, are the keys. Yeah, that's so important, especially right now. There are so many distractions. So yeah. maintaining focus is great advice. Um, and I know that there's been some talk, as you mentioned, in the insurance industry of funding challenges with InsurTech, um, especially with some of the economic uncertainty we're seeing right now. So what's your advice for InsurTechs for navigating a funding round? And, you know, is there anything that we'll need to change about their approach in this current landscape? Well, I do, I do think you have to be very clear and very simple with what your message is. So a complicated story is hard for people to get their head around and maybe hard for people to want to give the energy to listen to how you're going to um, to really be a potential solution. So one, I think having a very crisp message. Um, the second thing is comes back to what I mentioned a moment ago, which is great fundamentals. If you don't have a clear path to profitability, then it's going to be very difficult to convince an investor that this is a company that they should make an investment into. And so I think great to be high growth, great to have a great story, but you must have a clear path to profitability. And I think that the last thing that I would say is as any uh, founder or any, any company that's trying to raise capital, just understand that that process never ends. So at Boltec, we just finished a very successful Series B, but rest assured, our minds are already on what comes next. And we're always engaging with the market. We're always talking about what are the potential uh, paths forward for us when it comes to putting more fuel into the rocket ship. Because you need fuel in that rocket ship in order to make it go. Otherwise, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's great advice and kind of goes back to what you were saying about focusing on the path to profitability. Um, I'm glad you mentioned your recent Series B capital raise because I wanted to talk about that. Um, you know, can you talk about Boltec's strategy for achieving a successful funding round and, you know, why was now the right time for this latest round? Well, we wanted to make sure that this company is set up for um, sufficient cash on its balance sheet in order to achieve EBITDA break-even as well as cash flow break-even. And by the way, this Series B fundraising round has achieved that for us. Um, but we also wanted to have enough capital um, to make investments into our own proprietary technology and maybe to be able to pursue some of the inorganic opportunities that we see out there in the marketplace. In times like this, there can be very attractive opportunities with companies that are really good companies but didn't have the... Um, success in being able to raise capital. And so there can be opportunities for a long-term partnership and or an inorganic uh, transaction that will help Boltec and help another company succeed. That's great. 
Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks for talking to me about that. And I know, you know, there's been a lot of talk at every InsurTech conference I've attended recently about embedded insurance, and I know that's one of your focuses. So do you think that trend will continue growing in the industry? We love the topic of embedded insurance. We at Boltec operate on three continents, North America, Europe, and Asia. And in parts of the world, there is such a protection gap that actually we view embedded insurance as one of the great opportunities to address that protection gap, especially, for example, in Southeast Asia, a place where we operate in very significantly. There's a huge protection gap, but we just need the first product that can help a customer to be able to protect itself, to help um, introduce the concept of insurance in an affordable and in a really valuable uh, way. And so for us, we think that this is a huge trend. There are some great publications on the space. I think that the size of the prize, the real opportunity here, is absolutely worth the effort. And so our view is um, this is a place to make investments. Yeah, it seems like an exciting space in insurance, so that's great. Um, And I know you mentioned you see yourselves as an enabler in the insurance space rather than a disruptor. So um, kind of going along with that, I know that a lot of insurtechs are sort of nimble and stay on top of the latest tech trends. So how do you see insurtech transforming the industry in the future? Well, one, I do think that this concept of um, embedded insurance will continue to evolve and we'll get better at it and create more value with it um, over time just because we get smarter on how to do it, and we get smarter on where to do it, and we get smarter on when to do it. Um, but one of, the, one of the things that I think will enable those improvements is the, uh, the use, for example, of the, uh, the AI that's available out there. Um, the artificial intelligence can help us with respect to predictive analytics, but it also, of course, these days can help us with the large language models like ChatGPT, that can help us with a very different next wave of thinking for um, uh, for the future of insurance. I think that, quite frankly, AI will be the most disruptive force in insurance overall over the course of the next five years. I think it will impact the sales process. It will impact the way we understand risk, the way we underwrite risk, and also the way we handle claims. So we think it will touch everything in insurance. And, um, and, and so embracing the AI, embracing the concept of embedded insurance. And then I think the last thing I'll say is that we would encourage everyone to think about this idea of cooperation and collaboration in ecosystems. Um, When I went to graduate school, we used to have a phrase that we would say, which is, you've got to cooperate to graduate. I feel the same way about success in this industry. If we're going to really graduate together, into a really successful future, we have to cooperate with one another. We have to work together. And that would be what I think will be the biggest trends in the industry. Yeah, I love that. That idea of collaboration is so important. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. I know you mentioned you're coming back to New York after working here for a while. So welcome back. And it was great to talk to you. Thank you. It's great to be here. And thanks for having me. I love what Rob was saying about the importance of collaboration in InsurTech. This is an idea that Rick later echoed to me during our conversation, saying that solidarity among InsurTechs is actually important in keeping them from all being painted with the same broad brush. This is because by working together, the strengths of individual InsurTechs can be highlighted to achieve a better end experience for the customer. 
We spoke about how Hippo is aiming to use its experience in home technology to modernize the homeowner's insurance space, and his advice for insurtechs who are struggling to set themselves apart. We also discussed the home tech trends that he sees on the horizon. Rick is Hippo's CEO and president and has served as a member of the board of directors since February 2017. Prior to Hippo, he held senior executive positions at various insurance companies, including First Connect Insurance, Superior Access Insurance, and Mercury Insurance Group. Here's what he had to say. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Rick McCatherin, CEO of Hippo. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Good, good. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Me as well. Awesome. I know that there was sort of a lot of talk initially in InsurTech about InsurTech being a disruptor to the insurance industry, but now it seems like that conversation has kind of shifted to InsurTech's partnering with insurers instead. So I was curious where you see InsurTech on that spectrum, whether it's a disruptor or a partner or both. Yeah, no, it's it's. I'm actually quite pleased that uh, the InsurTech industry is coming around to sort of the way Hippo has always framed it. Even from the beginning, six, seven years ago when we started the company, we never used the term disruption. Um, we think we're doing our part to help modernize an, an industry that is ripe for modernization. So we've been partnering with insurance companies from the beginning. We think the insurance industry has done some great things, but like anything else, evolution takes effect, and we're, we're really working and doing our part to help modernize it. So we don't think we're disrupting anything. We think, we think we're bringing the customer expectations into an industry that maybe hasn't always thought about the customer. Awesome. That's great. I love that answer. I was speaking with someone earlier who described themselves as an enabler. So I like the term. I don't know if it's a word modernizer as well. Yeah, I, it's it's funny because, look, I've got 30 years industry experience, and I actually take offense when I hear insure techs calling themselves disruptors. Because when you when you say you're disrupting somebody or something, that makes it almost sound like you're calling somebody's child ugly. Like It's just the wrong thing to do. And this industry is very much about partnerships. Um, it, you look at almost every partner we have can be argued that they're a competitor of ours too. And so we sell lots of other insurance companies' products, and many other insurance companies sell our products. So partnership, I think, is key. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Well, great. Well, I know we're at InsurTech Insights in New York today, and you're speaking about how Hippo is providing value-added services um, in the insurance industry. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the ways that Hippo is differentiating itself. In the yeah, absolutely. I think the, the key here is Hippo is not a home insurance company. We're a home protection company. Our mindset is what can we do to help customers protect the joy of home ownership? And to us, what that means is finding customers that want to partner with us for proactive preventative services, things like our, our Hippo Home app, where any customer, whether they're a Hippo customer or not, can go in, get a home health score on their home uh, and a checklist of items they can do to improve it. So what we really think the key is, is how holistically to think about total home protection, because insurance is the backstop when things go wrong. What can we do partnering with a customer to make sure things don't go wrong from the beginning? Right. Taking that initiative ahead of time is great. And that kind of leads into my next question as well, because I know that you sort of differentiate yourself, as you said, through smart home tech and innovation in that space. Um, what are some of the trends that you're seeing in home innovation right now? Yeah, I think there's I think there's really two trends generally. The, the one that we're seeing most is um, insurance companies sort of following Hippo's lead, partnering with smart home companies, you know, the State Farm ADT announcement. We've announced that we've had a partnership with Ring. We have a partnership with Simply Safe and others to make sure that we are bringing technology into the home almost as a risk mitigation device or devices. So making sure we can catch things before they become, you know, catch small problems before they become big problems. 
Yeah, that's great. So I know you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation that you've had a long career in InsureTech, and so I was curious what your best advice is for InsureTechs, especially new InsureTech to the industry, um, for how they can sort of set themselves apart. Yeah, I, I think it's an important an important point of clarity is solidarity here, because InsureTechs are generally uh, painted with the same broad brush, and if and if one InsureTech does well. Others will do well. If one insure tech fails, the, the perception is that they're all the same. And so I think it's really, really important for insure techs to recognize, let's work together, let's partner together, let's work uh, with the incumbents in the industry to build a better outcome for our customers. I think that's really, really important. The, the one specific advice that I would give any insure tech is remember that insure tech's made up of two words, insurance and technology. And you have to have equal energy and emphasis and pedigree in both. You can't ignore the underwriting and claims handling and the rate making and pricing, just like you can't ignore that there's a customer at the end of this process. And you have to have an experience that customers gravitate towards. Yeah, I think that's great advice, and I love that idea of collaboration. It seems to be a buzzword around at this conference, and I think, you know, there's so much talk about competition, but collaboration is also key, so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, all of the markets are massive. You take our our market, homeowner's insurance. Homeowner's insurance is a $110 billion annual addressable market. There's not going to be one winner. There's going to be several winners. And and, and frankly, for insurance, this is the one type of product where you don't want to write too much in any particular area or any particular segment. So by definition of insurance, making sure you have a broad portfolio of diversified exposures, you're looking for somebody to partner with you to take the ones that you don't want to take. Um, where every other industry tries to find something where they think they have a competitive advantage and jam as much business as they can. That's violating you know, rule, rule number one of insurance, which is diversification. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Awesome. Well, that's great advice. And, you know, I was also curious, we've talked a lot about the opportunities in InsureTech, but what are some of the biggest challenges that you see facing the industry right now? Yeah, this is a difficult time for InsureTechs. Um, those of us that started six, seven years ago had very different challenges. Ours were trying to prove to VCs that InsureTech is an investable business, and we were successful in doing that. But things like reinsurers or carrier partners, they were um, enamored by the concept of InsureTech, and they were willing to support you very early on and really bought into the longer-term vision and view. Um, as time has gone on, InsureTechs have taken more time to get profitable, and their financial results um, aren't at the same speed in which I think the industry or investors were expecting. So now that brings us to where we are today, which is if you're a startup InsureTech, it's really, really hard to get both investment dollars and it's really hard to get risk-bearing partners on the reinsurance side. So it's it, it really is a challenging environment given the macroeconomic trends. But I would encourage insure tech um, uh, founders and in early stage companies keep your eye on the prize. Keep building things for the customer. Make sure that you understand what you're doing that's differentiated in the marketplace and stay true to that. Yeah, that's great advice. And you mentioned keep your eye on the prize. I love that because you mentioned at the very beginning of the conversation that you see Hippo as modernizing the industry. So how do you hope that InsureTech will continue transforming the insurance industry in the future? Yeah, I think it's already done a ton of trans uh, transformation. I think people tend to, the naysayers of InsureTech, look at individual InsureTech players and say, have they been successful or have they not? 
Whereas I'd recommend they actually look to see what the incumbents are doing that the insure tech started. So we're finding more and more incumbents trying to do things that insure tech companies are doing. I don't think they would have done these if they hadn't felt the pressure of InsureTech. So I think InsureTech is actually modernizing the industry just by the fact that incumbents are following some of the trends that InsureTech started. Yeah, they're influencers, trendsetters in the industry. Absolutely. That's great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and welcome to New York and thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Glad to do it. Anytime. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks so much to Rob and Rick for taking the time to speak with me, and thanks to all of you for listening. Once again, my name is Elizabeth Blossfield, and I'm the host of the Insuring Cyber Podcast, a bi-monthly look into how the world of cyber and the business of insurance are connected. Be sure to check back for new episodes of this podcast publishing every other Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you next time.